0: Welcome to our podcast today, I'm Jane Waller, and today I'm with David Klassen, practitioner in brain and behavior change. And today we're going to explore the psyche behind members, language, and behavior. Uh, just speaking earlier with David, it appears there's a lot more to how we can communicate effectively with our clients and members if we know their language. So David, welcome and thank you for joining us today.
1: Great, it's great to be here. I love talking about this stuff and it's always fascinating to look at it in different contexts.
0: Yes, and I mean I know that whilst your expertise is um, in um, brain and behaviour change, probably across many different genres, uh, you are a gym goer, so a, you very yeah. much aware of uh, you know the sort of communication and messaging that gyms and clubs around the country are using, um, and potentially the same thing applies to personal trainers. So I think this is a, this could be really interesting information.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm always intrigued wherever I see advertising and especially in the gyms about what sort of angle is it taking. And I think they're Mm -hmm. missing a trick if they're not sending more different type of messaging, which we'll talk about, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Okay. well, then let's dive straight in. So understanding the psyche of our clients, um, being a PT or a club owner is obviously key to marketing and consequently retention. I think everybody would agree with that. Um, What do we need to understand, though, about how a client or a member may think?
1: Well, it's really interesting to look at how motivation is set up within our heads, because um, there have been some really amazing studies by a guy called Roger Bailey. And then also, and this was really, uh, she went into great detail, a lady called Shelley Rose Charvet, um, who's written extensively about it. And I was trained by her in this. And it's it's all about different below conscious motivators. What is it that actually drives our behavior? And one way of looking at it is that there's this, behavior, which is very goal oriented. It's, I am really clear about what I want in this context of going to the gym. I want to be fit and I want to have a lifestyle where I am regularly fit and I regularly go to the gym, but there are other people, and I'm sure, you know, PTs especially will, will be interacting with a number of people who are actually much more reluctant to go to the gym. They they don't really enjoy the gym. It's uncomfortable and it's a strain to do it, but they have to go there because they don't, want to be overweight or they don't want to have a heart condition or it's something that they don't want the only reason they're actually going to the gym is to avoid a particular type of problem so you have goal-oriented people or problem-oriented people but they both need very different messaging
0: is there a way that we can identify these clients like what what separates them can you go into a bit more detail on that
1: That's really good. It's useful if you if you get a chance to be able to speak to them, which PTs always will. It's really important to ask a couple of very simple questions. And the first question is, what's most important to you about your health, for example? So it's what's most important to you about and then you give a specific context. And it could be what's most important to you about your health. That's very general. Or what's most important to you about going to a gym? That's a more narrow context. And then they'll say, oh, that it's warm, that it's friendly, that I'm understood, that I don't feel ashamed. Anything that, you know, that they have a right kit. It could be a whole bunch of stuff, but that's really useful, right, to know what's most important. But then you ask a secondary question, and here's the key. It's, why is that important? So you ask a what question, what's most important to you? They say some stuff, and then they go, well, why is that important? Now, when they give a reason, they'll give a reason to say, well, I want to go to the gym, and I want it to be a friendly place. Well, because why is, and then, you know, why is that important? Well, it's important to me because then I won't feel ashamed and I feel people are friendly and it's not so you know, stuck up and all these fantastic looking people who look great and they won't look down at me and I'll feel, um, I suppose, then more comfortable and less ashamed that I'm not so fit. Now, notice all that language is very much about what I won't have. I don't want this. I don't want that. So I won't have that where someone else might go, well, what's important to you? What's most important to you about the gym? And says, oh, that they have great kits so that they, yeah. I can use um, a variety of different kit and keep my whole body fitness great because I want to look good, I want to be fit. And I there's particular muscle groups that I definitely want to work on and I can see you have the kit that can do that. Yeah. So again, that's very... So you're listening in a very nuanced way to how much negation is in their wording I don't want this, I want to avoid that, or what I don't want to have, or how much of stuff I want. And then comes the interesting bit, because then the messaging has to be all about matching those patterns. Mm -hmm. So in the case of someone who's goal-oriented, you can talk about all the things that you have and all the things that you do and all the things that they will get and achieve through membership, or working with the personal trainer. Mm -hmm. And they happen to be generally the very highly motivated people anyway. Right? Most highly motivated people have a tendency to be quite goal oriented. It's the others who are reluctant who may actually um, come a bit. And, you know, the classic thing they come in, in January and February, uh, then that peters out and then they lose interest or they, they just something else distracts them because their motivation isn't very high. Yeah. And then the personal trainer needs to do something that was probably counterintuitive to them. They need to use negative words or words that are about not having stuff. Well, if you don't come to the gym, you won't get the health you want. If you don't come to the gym, you might end up with some of those illnesses and you really don't want those or you won't look good. Now that is often counterintuitive to a personal trainer who's probably very towards. I'm making some assumptions here, right? But I would say most personal trainers are super goal oriented and super towards people. So they have to practice using this language and notice when they're not using it for these certain clients who are away from, uh, because otherwise they won't get that motivation. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So can you expand in on the, so there's, there's, there's two sort of thinkers that we have here. There's the towards, and they're going to use towards language. Yeah. Um, so goal oriented more positive thinkers, um, and I'm thinking of the benefits and that's what is important to them and then there's the away froms that i think that are using more negative language can you expand on those a little bit more so that the the listener here today the pt or the the gym owner or group fitness manager um can understand more about that thinker
1: yeah and it's, we need to be very careful with some labels because with some of the labels we'll say positive and negative and i've even used that language myself a little bit And it's important when you're thinking about the people who you're trying to influence and communicate with, that you just think of it in the language of what they're going to have Mm -hmm. and what they're they're not going to have. And I think the personal trainers, rather than thinking of it as good or bad, because it's not good or bad, it's just the way that they're motivated, is to think about what it is that they want or what it is that they don't want. And it's really about inquiring into that. And that can be done in a very casual way, like, hi, where, why are you coming to the gym? What's most important to you about a gym? Oh, I noticed that you don't want, you want to lose weight. So that would be a want to lose weight. They want something. Are you, they are saying, oh, no, um, I really need to, um, I want, I, I, you know, I don't want to be unwell, or I don't want to be unhealthy. I need to go. I've been told by the doctor, for example, that I need to go to the gym. I need to exercise more. I need to lose this weight, um, so that they, that you can listen to the subtlety of their language and where they may be more motivated away from, and then build on that. Mm-hmm. Listen to what's important to them, and then emphasize and re-emphasize that by doing X, they will have less of Y. So even in, I, I don't know how much PTs actually write notes when they're interviewing new members or just chatting with them because this is stuff that it's worth taking notes on. Yeah. because You won't always remember all this little detail. And even if you have a little um, list and note to say, right, what's most important because they're their values. And then to have, right, is this person more towards and have a list of things that they want or more away from and all the things that they don't want. And if in doubt, and this is another important point, if in doubt, use a bit of both. Yeah. Use a little bit of, right, you can have this and you won't have that. And then you're covering both corners and then notice how they respond to that.
0: And uh, I mean, I would, I would presume that most PTs would have some sort of criteria when they're taking on a new client, they're obviously going to do a park, you know, they're going to check for conditions, et cetera, et cetera. So part of that first appointment, it would be, it would be very valuable to have some of these questions set up Um, Absolutely. and, and, and the questions set up and then answers that they can then respond to so that they know how to move forward in um, motivating and keeping this person on track.
1: Yeah, and the difficulty comes, if I'm very towards in the context of going to a gym, which I am, then when I um, get up in the morning or I might not feel great or the weather's not fantastic, I'm not necessarily in the mood, I will go look at all the things I will get, all the benefits I will have. Where someone else might go, oh, if I don't do this, I won't have that. So that's me going in to motivate myself. Yeah. I think it's important with some of the messaging, especially, you know, even if in texts to chase a client, to encourage them to come or, you know, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yes. Remember, your goal was to not have this, this and this and leave it at that. And that might be counterintuitive for a PT to go, well, why would I talk about all the things that they're not going to have? That's not natural. Well, no, it's not natural for them, but it is a motivator for their client.
0: Yeah, makes complete sense. So let's, if we talk about the messaging, maybe just a little bit more, um, what sort of just expanding on that, because it's, you're right, that possibly would be counterintuitive, that's a hard word, um, for the PT. However, can we just expand on that? What might a business owner, um, you know, as a club or PT, uh, use to attract both types of clients?
1: And this is the thing that I think most of them are missing in that in all their advertising, uh, all the advertising I've ever seen is all about towards what you will have, beautiful bodies, all this stuff around great people, great motivation and being all pumped up and all gearing to go. You're only speaking to half your potential market if you Hmm. use that language. Now, it'll take some some good testing setups, i.e. a mailing campaign, for example, where you do some very strict controls and build in some messages around what you don't, you know, are you, for example, um, trying to lose weight? Are you, I have to think now about the sorts of things that they wouldn't want, needing to improve your health so you don't fall ill. Um, Are you wanting to be fit so you can be, uh, so you don't have problems with your energy, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, it'll be having to craft some statements around that, and then to linger on those things that some people do not want in their lives, mm-hmm. and just experiment with that. I think there's a huge opportunity for the you know the whole fitness industry to experiment with this because they are naturally very towards. Yeah,
0: but the people I think the people that work in the industry very much are towards. Um, and and yes, a good percentage of the people that attend, obviously, they're already motivated. Um, but but there are those people that you know we need to we really need to think about in in our messaging and potentially then you know whether it's a PT or or a club, they could be almost setting up their advertising to certain um, genres within their club. For example, yep. I'm presuming it's you know if if they were wanting to target the you know, the slightly more mature member, it might be messaging around, you know, you want to, you know, you want to be there because you want to, um, or that you want to be able to enjoy your grandchildren, or, you know, make sure you can enjoy the time with your grandchildren by getting along and joining in our Group X classes, etc, etc.
1: Um, and the alternative might be don't lose energy. So, you know, so beware that you don't fall away or get too tired when your grandchildren come around and um, don't. um you know, if you come to the gym and exercise and work out regularly, you won't have the problems of stiffness when wanting to play with your children or you won't have the problems of backache when you go to your children because we can look after you and we got trained for, you know, PTs mm-hmm. who know about how to do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So you might need to try and test with that with some of the away from language of things that they won't have. So yeah. um, it is something that needs a bit of thinking through. Yeah. Um, And almost like saying, if you have all the stuff naturally of what you know you want and what most people in the gym already want, just try playing with the opposites of that. And then you'll have a clearer vocabulary and a clearer idea and maybe do a bit of a brainstorm um, with people in the group to say, okay, what would the opposite of this be? And how can we phrase that language in the opposite way?
0: Yeah, but it can still be positive. It can be. Oh,
1: absolutely. It's in order to get. Yeah. Uh, health benefit. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. get it.
0: Um, David, thank you. I mean, unless there is something else that you know you think that is going to be a great message for our listeners out there, um, you know, it's been really, really valuable information.
1: Great. Uh, no, it's just about practice. You know, try this stuff out and it's about practicing it because there is no, you know, with people and human behavior, you have to try some things out. And I would yeah. do a couple of simple messages, look at the response that you get. And especially if you're in an inter- a one-to-one interaction, ask those questions, which if you remember are what's most important to you about a t- going to the gym or your fitness, and then ask them why is that so important, and listen yeah. to the language that they say, listen to the words that they use, and how much not is in there, how much avoid is in there, and or how much of what they want is in there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Makes, I mean, this is just such a huge topic. I know we could talk about this for hours um, and I'm sure you have plenty of amazing advice to give. But um, I want to thank you very much for giving us your time today. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear more from you in the future.
1: Absolutely. I'd love to share more. Thanks.
0: For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.